Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. And by popular demand, I have brought this next uh, guest back about, uh, you know, I'm not even sure I should have looked. We'll link it in the show description. But I think it's probably been about eight or nine months ago, maybe close to a year, that I had uh, Dr. Jim Laval on the program talking about something pretty fascinating to many of you listening because, my gosh, in terms of feedback on an episode, uh, we actually asked in our listeners community on Facebook uh, several months ago uh, favorite episodes that we've done, favorite guests that we've had, and uh, this episode that we did on aged garlic extract was near the top of the list. So I decided to invite him back on, and he's graciously decided to join me again to talk about garlic and cardiovascular and neuroprotection and how uh, what we know about it from a scientific standpoint, uh, what we're seeing in the research. So welcome back to the program, Dr. Jim Laval. Great to be here. I'm glad that the show did well. That's awesome. I hate hearing that it was near the top, though. We're going to have to do better today. <laughs> well, there's some people that probably just didn't hear it. You ah, know, okay. I, I hate to hear that anybody doesn't listen to every episode I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you on that. But uh, we had such a bump in interest in garlic and specifically, of course, the aged garlic extract uh, that we talk about. Uh, for people that didn't hear you last time, tell us just a little bit about your background and how you got into educating on this topic. Well, you know, I mean, I've got 40 years in doing integrative medicine, had a massive clinic in Ohio for, you know, quite a few years, and then uh, currently have a clinic in California, one in uh, Austin, Texas. And I'm the academic co-chair for the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. So we, you know, we educate people on, you know, how do you maintain your health as you're aging? Probably 40,000 physicians around the world and uh, somewhere around 60 countries that, that we do that with. And, uh, you know, I'm just passionate about every day, whether it's being a practitioner or an educator, uh, about getting people to understand the value of uh, taking care of yourself and uh, looking at nutrients that matter. And, uh, you know, I've written 26 books and, you know, I don't know, 20 ebooks and four databases. And so I'm kind of passionate about this space. Well, it sounds like we definitely have a uh, like passion for educating on the things that we get excited about, right? Absolutely. And uh, that's why I love doing this show twice a week is that I get to you know, not only share my passion, but then bring people like you on to share yours. With what we're talking about in terms of what your area of focus has been, anti-aging, it's perfect to talk about these two things, cardiovascular wellness and neurological wellness oh, yeah. and the prevention of these things. My father, for uh, a lot of people that listen to me, know that he went down with Parkinson's disease. And so the whole neurological thing is, and cognitive decline and all that is near and dear to my heart, something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy and certainly don't want to go through myself or put my family through. So I do spend a fair amount of time talking about brain health and neurological health. But what I think is interesting, and, and I'll be curious to see if you concur on this uh, from the 
you know, from the more, you know, medical side of things uh, and the integrative medicine side of things that you're on versus the, you know, health food store side that I'm on. But I get more and more people over the last couple of years complaining about brain fog. Uh, you know, some people uh, lay it on long COVID. There's all kinds of different reasons that people think that it might be happening. But I've seen an uptick in a lot of things over the last couple of years that, I saw before, but I'm seeing a lot more of now. Brain fog being one, a lot of people concerned about blood flow and cardiovascular wellness, uh, spikes in blood pressure, uh, concerns with blood clotting uh, that we've seen a lot of recently. So it made sense to me to get you back on here to talk about garlic because the AGE, the aged garlic extract, has such great research in these areas. So talk to us a little bit about why it's so protective in the uh, – let's talk cardiovascularly first. Sure. Well, I mean, so, you know, aged garlic extract. So first of all, if you love to eat garlic, uh, fantastic. Um, but it's not aged garlic extract. So when you age garlic, you change the physical properties of the garlic. You get rid of the volatile compounds that create kind of the stinking rose effect, right? You eat garlic and, hey, I'm Italian, so I don't think that smells so bad. You know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, you get that type of a, of a response. So when you age it, you create a whole new category of natural compounds that are particularly beneficial in these areas of, you know, cardiovascular health and neurologic health. From the cardiovascular health side, you know, what they have found is that aged garlic extract does several things. And, you know, we call it as a pleiotropic effect. Or you could think of it as a multitasking ingredient that does a lot of different things. You know, the first step is, is that it does have an impact on lowering blood pressure. And, and look, the number one killer in our country is heart disease. And so anything you can do and the earlier you get to work on your cardiovascular health, the better off you're going to be. So it lowers blood pressure by improving kind of the, per, the pliability of, the, of the, your arteries and capillaries and it improves peripheral circulation. Now, why is that important? Well, your heart doesn't have to pump so hard. When your blood vessels are more flexible and you're getting better microcapillary circulation, meaning getting blood into all the little capillaries that feed all of your tissues in your body, that's incredibly important. So cold hands, cold feet. You always hear the old story, you know, if you lived old, long enough and you can see by my gray hair, I've been around a while. You used to hear the term hardening of the arteries. Hardening of the arteries was the old term you'd hear. And what that really is surrounded by is the fact that your arteries lose their ability to flex and adjust. And what causes that is oxidative damage or what I call the rate of rusting on your cells and tissues. So with aged garlic, what they found when you take it, you get an average of about an 11 point drop in your systolic blood pressure, which is the top number and a six point drop in your diastolic or the bottom number. So it's great because a lot of people are out there with you know 130 over 85s or 135 over 90s and you know, they don't wanna go on meds yet. And uh, you know what, you take aged garlic extract and you, you may be able to lower that blood pressure naturally and you get a lot of other benefits from aged garlic other than just the fact that it's you know, making your blood vessels more pliable, which is great in and of itself. One of the other big areas is that it kind of changes the kind of cholesterol that you have in your body and the type of fractions of cholesterol that are known to trigger not just heart disease, 
but also, you know, memory issues, right? So there's subfractions of cholesterol, and these are called lipoproteins. So you get apolipoprotein B. And so if you're insulin resistant, you're overweight, you're not eating right, you're not, you know, moving at all, maybe you're under a tremendous amount of stress, your body starts making more of these bad guy cholesterol fractions. And these bad guy cholesterol fractions like apolipoprotein B, lipoprotein little a, LPPLA2, these are all little fractions that you can measure on a blood test. When they go up, you are going to be more prone to plaque your arteries and create damage um, to your organs and tissues. It turns out that aged garlic extract helps to reduce the amount of those inflammatory lipoproteins or what we call dyslipidemias, like it's not good lipids that are being made. So it lowers your oxidized LDL. So oxidized LDL. So when you have LDL cholesterol floating around, that's not a big thing. When it oxidizes, that means you're rusting it, you're damaging it, and you're going to start laying down plaque. So it turns out that aged garlic extract actually has been shown to reverse vulnerable plaque, which is the plaque that breaks off and can cause a stroke. So, so that's a biggie. So we've got Blood vessels are more flexible. We're reducing bad actor lipids, but it does more than that. So, <laughs> it's, and so the other piece that's important as it relates to kind of neurologic health and, um, you know, when we look at even Parkinson's and then dementia um, is that it reduces inflammatory cytokines. So your body, we all have heard the term cytokines now since the whole pandemic, which plays into oh, yeah. that whole foggy brain right, mm -hmm. is, is that we know the term now cytokine storm. So what is that? Well, that's that's your immune system getting ticked off and thinking it's got to fight something and it gets stuck in this inflammatory process. And you make these compounds like interleukin-6, which is a cytokine, and then another compound called tumor necrosis factor alpha or TNF-alpha. Turns out when you take aged garlic extract, you lower those by like over 30%, like by a third in your body. So you're taking out these inflammatory cytokines that, look, it's good to have them. You fight a good fight when you have them. The problem is, is when you get stuck making them all the time. And that's kind of what happened with the long haulers, right? They're making too many mm -hmm. inflammatory compounds or immune systems stuck in a rev up mode and you're throwing out all these inflammatory compounds. So when you take aged garlic extract, you actually reduce that and rebalance that immune response and don't make so many of those inflammatory compounds. So that's another benefit. And I'll just do one more, then I'll give you a chance to ask me some questions on it, but I'll do one more benefit. All right. So it also turns out there's this compound in your body called adiponectin. And adiponectin, you can measure. And it turns out the lower your adiponectin, the more oxidative damage in your body. And your insulin receptors don't like to work. So when your insulin receptors aren't working as well, you're gaining fat, your blood sugars are going up. And the number one thing that damages your arteries and your brain is insulin resistance and post-meal spikes 
in your blood sugar. And so we also found out that aged garlic extract, when you take it, improves your adiponectin levels. So you've got supporting reducing oxidative stress, turning down the inflammatory cytokines, getting your blood vessels to be more flexible, and reversing that vulnerable plaque formation. Those are all pretty good. And and just a side effect is it also helps keep your calcium in your bones so you're not leaching calcium out into your bones, giving your arteries the extra calcium needed to build that plaque, right? So just a real quick, short, you know, benefit of why aged garlic extract is so important. And I got to also say, these are not studies done in tsetse flies or in rats or, you know, or in, you know, other animals. These are studies done at leading universities and organizations. And these studies are being published and they're being done on humans. So I always love it when I'm in practice, when I have studies that are done in humans, because I don't have many rats coming in asking for me to help their cardiovascular health. I mean, I got, you know, it's like, oh, wow, great. Next time a rat comes in, I got a lot of things I can give it. But, you know, right. you got to get the ones that are in humans. Yeah, well, that's a pretty huge list. And one of the things that I love about, uh, you know, some of these things that we talk about on Vitality Radio and garlic is it's, it's funny because years ago, uh, gal, I don't even know when I started saying this to people, but easy 20, 30 years ago. I remember as a as a younger man and a much less educated uh, individual on this topic, and, and frankly, you know, working in a health food store where there was a lot less there were a lot less options, right, right. in terms of antioxidants and herbs and things like that. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when things like echinacea hit the market for the first time, you know, these types of things. <laughs> but we've had garlic, aged garlic, for years. I don't remember a year that we didn't sell this stuff at Vitality Nutrition, and we've been doing this for 46 years now. And so when people ask me, what's garlic good for? That was one of my favorite questions. It's like, okay, so how long do you have? Right? Because... <laughs> yeah, we can keep talking. There's a bunch of other yeah. stuff. <laughs> exactly. So I'd say if you looked at the list of benefits of, um, you know, what could be considered foods or herbs, I don't know that garlic is, uh, that there's a, a parallel in terms of the laundry list of things that it can potentially do for you. And of course, like you said, eating garlic, great. Other garlic supplements that aren't aged still have benefits as well. But the research on aged garlic extract is truly unparalleled. There's nothing like it in the world that I've ever seen. So a couple of the things that you brought up that I want to I ask a little bit more, uh, a little deeper questions on. Sure. This vascular flexibility that you talked about. One of the things that I love to talk about is nitric oxide and the benefits of nitric oxide and, you know, what it does. And one of the things that it does as well is help with that vascular flexibility. I want to understand from a, a more clinical standpoint, from based on what you've seen, does that also then mean that there's less? Because I've read different uh, things saying that there's like these little micro fractures or things that can happen in the arterial lining where then cholesterol would be called in to kind of patch up the 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 hole there for uh, for lack of a better term uh, in the road um, the flexibility of the vascular system the more elastic uh, tissue that we have the less likely that is also to happen is that right yeah that's right I mean there's a lining on the inside of your artery you know it's called the mm-hmm. endothelium but it turns out the endothelium also has a lining called the glycocalyx and the glycocalyx is there 
to kind of protect the inner lining of the artery from getting any kind of damage. And it turns out when people are insulin resistant, when they've got a lot of oxidative stress, that glycocalyx, and it's like, it almost looks like a bunch of hair coming off the end of the endothelium, you know, um, okay. that gets damaged. And then that lipid's able to penetrate. Now, here's the trick. Remember I said, when, when you know, you're insulin resistant, you're overweight, you're not exercising, you're under a lot of stress, you make bad actor lipids. One of the things that happens is that your LDL cholesterol gets really tiny. And it's called an LDL particle size. So the way I explain mm -hmm. it to people, if you think of the inner lining of your artery as a tennis net, and you're trying to throw a softball through the tennis net, you're probably not going to get many softballs through a tennis net. I don't care how right. fast you throw the ball, how hard you throw the ball. That is not happening. If you try right. to throw a BB through a tennis net, well, you're going to get some BBs through a tennis net. And that's how you can think of the particle size of your cholesterol. You, the smaller the particle size, the more it gets into that damaged area because the smaller cracks that occur, you can still get that, that cholesterol trying to get in there to cement that. And so okay. it's, so aged garlic extract helps with that particle size as well. And that's what I've seen clinically. I see changes in the particle size. They get gets better. The cholesterol starts to get bigger. So then instead of focusing maybe on just what a, the sheer volume of cholesterol we might have in the blood, LDL, HDL, you know, a 200 or 250 or whatever it is, we really ought to be paying a little more attention to the quality of the cholesterol that's in the blood oh, and the level doubt. of oxidation. That's exactly yeah. right. And you can measure all that. You can get that done. You can go into any lab core quest and get those tests done. That is not like okay. a special, you know, test. You got to go somewhere. You know, you can order what's called an NMR lipid profile or a cardio IQ lipid profile. And the thing that you want to watch, of course, is that there's other inflammatory compounds circulating around in your body that lead to those problems, like homocysteine. Homocysteine mm -hmm. is, a is a compound that your body makes too much of when you don't have enough B vitamins. That's the number one factor. Sometimes it's due to you know stress in the kidneys and that kind of stuff. But the reality is, when your homocysteine's high, that helps to trigger more damage too. I mean, you should measure those things. People should get a blood test. Don't be scared. You know, be proactive. You know, look at where you're at. You know, I, I know for a fact I get people walking regularly, just walking. You know, on a good walking regimen, get them taking some B vitamins. You know, B12 and folate, great for cognitive function. In addition right. to lowering your homocysteine, and oh by the way, elevated homocysteine is associated with the development of dementia. So, you know, so I think it's really important for people to think about being proactive, measuring these kind of things so that you can find out, hey, what's the quality of the cholesterol I have? Do I have many of the risks that would say you're going to plaque? And, you know, of course, it could always go to the furthest degree and go get a coronary artery calcium score. Um, when they go in and get a rapid CT and they look and see how much plaque you got. Um, and now, of course, they're even looking at the vulnerable plaque with other, other scans as well. So, but I mean, chances are if your lipids are good and you're in good health and your blood pressure is good, you're probably not plaquing. Right. Yeah. You got a, a lot of indicators there. So then you said something else that I think is really uh, 
really important, actually, and it's something that I have not actually associated with garlic up until this point, but uh, that keeping the calcium in the bones thing versus the calcium laying down in the arteries. I talk often about the importance of uh, keeping things, you know, the ratios of things like vitamin K2 and D3 and magnesium where they should be because of the role that they play in that and the transportation benefit of K2 with calcium. Tell us what we know about garlic, aged garlic extract specifically to uh, bone health and keeping the arteries clear then. Yeah, it turns out that when they were doing the studies on coronary artery calcification and giving aged garlic extract, when they were doing the scan, they could actually look at bone density. So they could measure the bone density while they were doing the scan for the, for the plaque in the arteries. And what they found out is that when people got on aged garlic extract, they stopped losing bone. So that so there's a specific mechanism that really hasn't been fully you know elucidated yet, but we know that when you take aged garlic extract, you stop your arteries um, from having as much exposure to calcium because you're not losing bone anymore. And make no mistake about it, when you lose bone, it is directly correlated to coronary artery calcification. There's no, mm-hmm. no question about it. It is so important that you keep your calcium in your bones. And look, you got a lot of people on proton pump inhibitors and acid blocking medications. Yeah. That lowers bone density and puts calcium in the bloodstream. And, and you lose magnesium and you lose vitamin D and you lose vitamin B12 all when you're on a proton pump inhibitor, which is a drug that was intended to be on for several weeks, not for a right. lifetime. And uh, right. fortunately, we've got a lot of people on those. And so it's a known thing that they lose bone, right? And it's a, and it's a known thing that they deplete the minerals related to healthy bone. And I, I think it's something that's just not discussed enough or that people don't understand that. And, and look, we used to think that, you know, bone loss was little gray-haired, blue-eyed, you know, old ladies or Asian women, three in 10 cases of osteoporosis now are men. So it's no longer a woman's issue. And of course, for women, it's an issue because when they hit menopause in their first year after menopause, they'll lose 25% of their bone density. And oh, by the way, more women die of heart disease after menopause than men. So there's some real clear correlations to this, man. This is like, and and women get small vessel disease that's why that aged garlic is so important because of its effect on the microcapillaries. You know, you're, you're, you're helping those small vessels to stay healthy. Yeah, that's all really fascinating. And I would think, and I don't know if this is the conclusion you've drawn, and, and we probably don't have research that would specifically state this, but that shift in men experiencing, more men in America experiencing uh, bone loss and uh, bone density issues, osteoporosis, I would think may have a direct correlation to the higher up, uptake of use in men of PPIs. Oh, I think there's two big factors. And I just came back from lecturing in Boston and hundreds of docs talking about this. So here's mm-hmm. the factors. They're on PPIs. Their testosterone is plummeting at mm. earlier and earlier ages. So low test in a man means weak bones. Right. Add the PPIs to it. And then because of their diet, they typically have a more acidotic pH in their urine. Uh, they have a more you know, acidic pH in general. And an acidic pH means that your body has to give up bone 
in order to buffer the blood and other tissues, right? It's their buffering components are these minerals. And so when you're acidic, you got to, you got to pour the baking soda in it, right? I mean, you got to neutralize that acid. Yeah. And so then we end up with a uh, constant kind of donor uh, situation from the bones to the blood, because the one thing that we know, too, for those that aren't familiar, is that the blood has to stay in a very, very tight pH range. Correct. Extremely tight. And it will stay there. The body will keep it there at all costs, including robbing the bones to do that. That's 100 percent it. And there's I, I lectured on pH for an IV course this weekend. Right. And there is good evidence published in tier one primary referee journal literature that says urinary pH is directly correlated to the advancement of renovascular disease. Now, so kidney not getting enough blood to it. And that's the one of the top causes of blood, high blood pressure is that your kidneys aren't doing as good a job to filter because you can't get blood into them. And so when your pH of your urine, for example, is like in the fives, um, that's correlated to stiffer, smaller arteries, the progression of renal disease, right? And the need for more medication to control your blood pressure. And that's been published, man. And, you know, we think of, you know, you and I are old school, man. We've been around this game a long time. So when you start to think about pH and all of Carrie Reams' work, you know, this is, this is like a, when I first talk about this, people kind of roll their eyes like, oh, here goes the natural guy talking about urine pH, (laughs) right? And then all of a sudden I bring out the studies. It's like, no, this is in the medical literature, American Journal of Endocrinology, boom. Sorry, you need to be looking at pH. And if you're not adjusting pHs of people through diet and supplements, uh, you're going to have people progressing with their conditions, right? And that's why H garlic to me is so important is because it's allowing those blood vessels to expand. You're getting that blood flow through the kidneys into the liver and the other organs. And now that we're talking, we talked about neurologic health, getting that blood flow to the brain because we know that the biggest issue that we see is that when you're talking about cognitive issues, it's heightened oxidative stress. Your microglial cells of your immune system in your brain get activated due to the the cytokine spikes or a vector like an infection. And now these immune cells go wild and they start making a bunch of oxidative compounds that damage your neurons. The neurons fall apart. And then the, the, fragments of those neurons, that's things like neurolaminin and laminin, trigger more microglial cells to do more of that cleanup work. And so it becomes this vicious cycle that occurs. And so we need to be able to get enough blood flow to the brain to help combat that inflammatory response that's going on. And look, I mean, one of the things people don't know is aged garlic does a good job of helping with detoxification because it donates s allyl cysteine and cysteine helps to increase n-acetylcysteine which helps produce more glutathione which is one of your body's three principal antioxidants so the big thing that we know in parkinson's for example is that it's not genetic only six percent of parkinson cases are genetic and you Mm -hmm. have to have now if you've got these genes you're kind of you know, you got a heightened risk. They're called alpha synuclein and Parkinson genes. If those, you got those, 13-fold increased risk of having Parkinson's. 
94% of Parkinson's, and you can look it up, environmental burden. It is, it is environmental damage, meaning I've absorbed toxic metals, insolvent compounds, certain things like MPTP, which is a gasoline additive. It's in the literature. I'm not trying to stir things up that are, you know, crazy and wackadoodle. This is stuff that's published that Parkinson's right. is an environmentally caused condition. And so you need antioxidants to combat that. And you need to be able to detoxify to combat that. And depending on what your gene slips are like, you may be more prone for that damage to your brain. Um, like if you're an APOE 3, 4, four, four gene step, which then you got to really watch how much saturated fats you're eating and make sure you're taking that H garlic extract to get that blood flow to the brain. I know that was well, a mouthful. In- <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I keep writing down notes from what you're saying so I can ask the next couple of questions because you, you keep uh, piquing my interest on some of this stuff. To to take this down a notch in, in terms of kind of simplifying some of this, you mentioned glutathione and, and uh, N-acetylcysteine. A lot of people are familiar with those. I think glutathione especially of late has gained a lot of, sure. well, both of them, a, a lot of uh, notoriety, we'll say, over the last few years. But so what you're telling me then to make sure I'm clear on this is that as an antioxidant, uh, because you also talked about oxidative stress and the damage that is produced by that, and the reduction in that damage because of aged garlic extract. Where does aged garlic extract rate as an antioxidant? Because one of the big questions that people ask me all the time is, well, you know, which antioxidant should I take, right? Because right. we hear about resveratrol and grapeseed extract and pine bark and selenium and vitamin A and vitamin E and you know the list goes on and on and on. Right. Yeah. So, so it's where actually does aged garlic extract? It's fit? a very effective antioxidant because it raises the dipinectin levels, and the higher your dipinectin, the more oxidative protection that you've got and it raises glutathione pools. I mean, they've shown that in studies. So I think you've got different classes of antioxidants, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not that the other ones like pycnogenol or, or, you know, CoQ10 or, or, you know, vitamin E or C don't have value. They, you know, like C and E and zinc, you know, selenium, really important nutrients for detoxification and helping to neutralize oxidative burden. So it's not that, oh, I take my aged garlic or my green tea and I never have to worry about taking my vitamin C and E and my other nutrients. You really need those essential nutrients that help that. But then you have that different category of, well, what's the elegant science on a nutraceutical? And that's where I say, you look at aged garlic and I really think it's the multi for the 21st century. I mean, it's addressing the majority of what people need. And, and like you said, I always ask people in my practice, do you feel like you're pushing a thought through Jello?" And they go, <laughs> wow, nobody's ever asked it to me that way, but that's exactly how I feel. I feel like sometimes I'm looking at my, you know, my, my, what I got to do today. And I just can't seem to get it to the front of my brain and say it. Right. Right. And that's, yeah. that's a concern. Um, I see people at earlier and earlier ages complaining of cognitive issues. So you've got the younger generations, the Gen X is going after cognitive nutrition and you see that in their purchasing and they want to focus better, not have an Adderall alternative. Uh, and then you got the older population that's saying, Hey, my executive functions down my, you know, my, you know, my short-term memory is off. I mean, you know, they, I, what I like is, you know, you get a couple of aged garlics formulations and you've, you know, they've got, you know, standardized ginkgo extract, 
uh, in them. They've got folate and B12 in them. So, you know, there's different formulas from, from Kyolic, like the brain focus and brain memory and brain, like the neurologic general health one. I think it's great that they added other nutrients that could also assist and have value uh, to, to helping with, you know, cardiovascular blood flow and cognitive decline. Right. Yeah. And, and of course there is, there, there kind of literally is something for everyone within the line of aged garlic extract from Kyolic. Um, my personal favorite, because I take a lot of these other nutrients is just the reserve, the highest potency per capsule, uh, you know, less capsules to take more garlic. I love it. And that's what I typically recommend to a lot of people because of that. Because one thing that you taught me last time we talked that I wasn't as clear on because I've, I've looked a lot of these studies, but I hadn't compiled the data like you have, is the dosage being such a critical element when we look at the studies. And as I recall, we have studies anywhere from about 600 to 2,400 milligrams of aged garlic extract yielding some of these benefits that we're talking about. So what do you typically recommend if someone's specifically concerned about cardiovascular wellness, neurological wellness in terms of a dosage of the aged garlic? Yeah, I mean, I would start with 1,200 milligrams a day. That, okay. That'd be my start point. If you have high blood pressure or you know that you've got coronary artery disease, I would do 2,400 milligrams a day. If you have a general desire of I want to be preventative, I want to be proactive, I want, I want to keep my tissues healthy. I think 1200 is excellent. Now 1200 has been shown to even help people with blood pressure, you know, with like their cardiovascular formula because it has other things in it. But in terms of like where my favorite dosing lies, it's between 1200 and 2400 milligrams. If you're, it, you just okay. want a little bit of prevention, 600 is fine. If you're looking for aggressive prevention and maybe some early stage blood vessel support, um, 1200. And if you, are insulin resistant, are a person with diabetes, you're overweight, you have high blood pressure. Now, remember, if you take this and you're already on blood pressure medication, you need to take your, your blood pressure because, you know, you, you may be able to get a reduction in your dosing of your blood pressure med or maybe even be able to get off of it. And, and I think from that standpoint, you just want to be, you know, got to be responsible and hey, I'm gonna if I'm gonna take this to lower my blood pressure because I already have an existing condition, you should be taking your blood pressure and notifying your doc that hey, it's getting better. Right. Yeah. And I've definitely witnessed that myself with a lot of people over the years that have been able to reduce or eliminate some of these other medicines. And the thing that's interesting, Jim, that I, I am often fascinated by when we look at the options that someone might have when it comes to taking care of their health, uh, specifically if there's symptomology, current symptomology, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, what I like to call it so-called high cholesterol, because I don't think high cholesterol means much if we don't look right. at the different pieces like we discussed. Um, and, but also, you know, high blood sugar, uh, high A1C, uh, high blood pressure, of course, these types of things. We have all these drugs that we could potentially resort to, to take care of symptomology anyway. But what I see with drugs as a general rule are side effects, not side benefits. And what I see with aged garlic extract is this whole host of side benefits that can address so many other things. And so we get this, we, we may want to take it because we're dealing with high blood pressure, but we may also find that it helps us with our insulin resistance and it helps us with our vascular, or sorry, our, um, 
our uh, cognitive decline and some of these things that people are worried about. So we can look at garlic truly as a multi-tool uh, in the you know in the herbal kingdom in ways that again I, I don't think anything really parallels it that I've ever seen, and research certainly supports that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the other piece that's interesting is, uh, look, man, the more drugs you're on, the more polypharmacy events happen. I mean, it's one of the biggest things everybody's concerned about. You get on more than five drugs and you're pretty much going to have a polypharmacy event. That's yeah, going to happen. for sure. So I want to get gonna, a I'm going to bit... move while we're talking because I just noticed oh. my, my laptop isn't plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> so, no problem. We're taking this show on the road. Yeah, here we so... go. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question I have for you, if you don't mind while you're walking, is this one, um, because I want to get back into the neurological thing and go a little more focused there before we end the show. But you mentioned something that I think that, that I've known for a long time, but I don't think maybe a lot of people necessarily focus on with aged garlic extract or garlic in general. And that is. We, we talk a lot about immune with garlic. A lot of people take it with, you know, cold and flu and prevention of those things. I can't tell you how many times I've heard at Vitality Nutrition over the years that people say, well, once I started taking Kyolic, you know, I haven't had a cold in three years. I hear that all the time. And so I think a lot of people think of it as kind of a primary immune support thing, but you mentioned some things that I think are really, really critical, especially when we talk about like the cytokine storms and some of these things that happen. It seems to me, if I understand correctly, that garlic may be one of the uh, kind of unsung heroes for people that are dealing with more autoimmune type disorders and the overactivity of the immune system. Is that accurate? Well, I, I think um, where it really has its value uh, is that it activates T killer cells and natural killer cells, which is good, especially for people uh, that are driven too much towards a, a, like a, an autoimmune response, like they're making too many antibodies or attacking their thyroid mm -hmm. or, you know, so, so, you, you know, um, it also acts as a prebiotic. So it actually helps for the diversity of the gut. You know, it's probably one of the strongest things as it relates to, you know, really um, helping fight colds, flus, and have you ready to fend things off. You know, one of the other products that, um, you know, Wakanaga has is a product called ModuCare, um, mm -hmm. which is a true immunomodulator. I mean, it helps feed your immune system to balance out whichever which way your immune system is going. Um, but, I, but I mean, for most people, most people have become immunoreactive to foods, um, they they've basically disabled their T killer cells. That's kind of what happens in a lot of the, the folks with COVID is that they disabled their ability to fight things off. They get sick more frequently and you know, they, they're, they're making more inflammatory compounds out of that half of their immune system. So it definitely helps people. It's, a, it's like one of the unsung properties of it um, is that it's so effective at helping with immune function and keeping people from being sick. Yeah, absolutely. So let's tie some of this stuff together in the last uh, 12, 13 minutes that we have here. We talked about, you know, the, a lot of the vascular stuff, the vascular um, uh, elasticity. And you mentioned, uh, you know, blood flow to the brain, but also blood flow to the kidneys and the liver and that type of thing. I'm not sure that 
we haven't run into a little bit of an issue in terms of understanding our health in this country uh, where we like to compartmentalize things. We have a cardiovascular disease. We have a blood sugar problem. We have a kidney problem or a liver problem or a brain problem. But where it all, in my book, there are a few kind of starting points. Of course, the digestive system itself is huge. You mentioned a little bit with the microbiome, the prebiotics and things like that. But the vascular system is such a massive player in all of this. If blood can't travel to where it needs to travel to, then that area of the body can't work like it needs to work, right? Yeah, you can't carry away the toxins or the byproducts of metabolism. Um, and when you can't carry away those, those byproducts of your metabolism damage your tissues. They create more heightened oxidative stress. So, you know, we're all one body. Um, it's all working together. But your vascular system is responsible for carrying nutrients everywhere. So when you can't carry nutrients to places and carry the byproducts of metabolism away, that's where you start to get into a chronic meta-inflammatory response is what it's called. Metaflammation starts to happen when that occurs. So yeah, you've got to get the blood vessels healthy in order to maximize your potential. Well, so then when we talk about things like, uh, you know, Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease and, you know, brain fog, cognitive decline, attention deficit, some of these things, we have to recognize the value of blood in the brain and blood being able to carry nutrition into the brain and waste product out of the brain. And one thing that I think is interesting, we often hear the word dementia, but we don't always hear vascular dementia, although... Much of the dementia in this country, as I understand it, the vast majority of the dementia in this country is vascular dementia. That's so right. I think it's really critical to recognize that if we're taking care of our heart, we are also taking care of our brain as a byproduct of that. It's yeah, that's exactly right. And the other thing to keep in mind is that, you know, dementia is also thought of as type 3 diabetes, meaning that you lose the uh -huh. efficiency of your brain to use glucose. And so getting your adiponectin levels back and getting your blood flow back, those are really important aspects of trying to restore how your brain can utilize fuel. You know, I always worry about when people tell me, I'm, I feel fantastic the first month that they're on a ketogenic diet. And all that tells me is, is oh, you really have disabled your brain's ability to utilize sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that makes perfect sense to me. And it, it's interesting. I always talk about I'm I'm probably going to be the last guy that talks about health on a podcast that is going to specifically recommend a diet to a person, whether it be paleo or keto or carnivore or vegan or raw vegan or whatever you want to call it, because it all depends in my book on where you're at a ketogenic diet for a month or two. If you've got that right. type three thing going on, can be game changing, yes. right? And yet we have people with autoimmune disease that go to strictly eating meat, and all of a sudden the game changes for them because they had so much other stuff going on over here that they shift from, you know, McDonald's and whatever else they were eating to eating at least a clean diet, and all of a sudden things start to improve. There is a certain point where I think we've lived 
on some level, an extreme level of unhealthy practices, whether it be um, you know, our diets, our lack of movement, our lack of sleep, our uh, massive increase in stress that many of us are feeling. And then you put all that, to, all that together with what you mentioned, because of some of those things, a list of pharmaceuticals that we now are on that are creating additional stress and inflammation in the body and potentially <clears throat> that polypharmacy effect. And so then we sometimes have to go kind of extreme on the other side to bring us back to a state of balance. Again, whether that be ketogenic or whatever else it yeah, is. Yeah, short-term use, it's a, great, it's a great approach. No doubt about it. Yeah, and, I, <clears throat> and, I, and that's how I see it, is it's, it's a really great short-term answer. But here's the thing that I think, th that I'd really like to see if we can accomplish here in the last 10 minutes or so. And that is to sort of tie together why, because we're starting to make aged garlic extract sound a little bit like a panacea. Right, because it has so many benefits, and it's it varies out uh, across so many areas of the body. But why is it, in your estimation, that garlic, that the aged garlic extract specifically has this wide range of benefits? Does it start with what it does cardiovascularly, and then just kind of go from there, or how would you word that? Well, I would say that it starts with its ability to decrease the oxidative damage in individuals, right? When you're turning down inflammation, you're changing your lipid profile, your insulin receptors work better, your neuroplasticity is better in your brain. So yeah, it, I think the default is, yeah, the vascular network is the, the key thing that really helps people to feel better in so many ways. But if you get down to the like what's going on that creates the multitude of effects, right? <clears throat> so in the concept of metaflammation, metabolic inflammation leads to inflammation aging. So bad lipids are a sign of metaflammation. Insulin resistance is a sign of metaflammation. Bone loss is a sign of meta metaflammation. Loss of lean muscle is a sign of metaflammation loss of neuroplasticity or, or kind of, you know, the way your, the, your neurons are functioning is a sign of metaflammation. And then finally, loss of mitochondrial capacity. So at the cell level, your cells can't make energy, all a sign of metabolic inflammation. I believe aged garlic starts at the head of the snake. It's kind of working on that metabolic inflammation by neutralizing inflammatory cytokines by helping with oxidative stress and, you know, in the keeping bone in the bone, right. And, and, and that trickles down to all these areas of aging and chronic illness where you're seeing the benefits of aged garlic, for example, in people with type two diabetes that they showed that, that it uh, reduced their left ventricle size by 1.63% after a year on aged garlic. Now you think 1.63%, that doesn't seem like a lot. There aren't any drugs that do that in a year. Hmm. So it's it, it really is this concept of this kind of global effect on your body when you eat too much, you eat too often, you eat too late, you pick the wrong foods, you're under a lot of stress, you're not exercising and you're not getting enough sleep. Forget about the burden of the environment, you know, lead exposure, cadmium exposure, pesticide exposure, all that stuff. 
we don't even need to go there. And most people have one foot in the bear trap already. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so then, of course, we would be <clears throat> remiss to uh, tell people, hey, that's fine. Keep living the way you're living. Keep eating the crap you're eating. <laughs> it takes some garlic and you'll be fine, right? This is a uh, this is a, c- a concept that we have to obviously wrap our heads around that we've got to take care of ourselves in many other ways as well. But what I think is so it's interesting about my my listenership based on the relationship that I have with them and, and how many people I hear feedback from. What we have at Vitality Radio listening to this podcast are a bunch of people that are trying really hard. Like right. They're really trying to avoid the chemical exposure. They can't avoid what's in the air, but they can't avoid what they put into the air in their own home, right? So they're cleaning with clean uh, products or apple or, or uh, sorry, white vinegar or something like that instead of some chemicals. They're not using glyphosate all over their yard. They're not lighting scented candles. Right. Uh, they're not bringing in products into their home and feeding their kids BHT and red number 40. They're working hard at this stuff, and they're looking for – other things that they can do, other tools they can use to keep their body and their family's bodies in great shape. And that's one of the reasons that I love something as multifaceted as aged garlic extract, because it is really that kind of multi-tool that people can throw at the body that has this, this real incredible ability to address so many different aspects of, of our health. And you mentioned the meta-inflammation but I understand, uh, based on the research I've done, that maybe 85% or more of disease in America is inflammatory in nature. Right. So why wouldn't something that's so powerful in that area have all these extra side benefits? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's why it has this long list of benefits. It's not that it's a panacea. It's just that it's effective at getting at the top of the chain that's yeah. causing the metabolic disruptions that lead to inflammation and inflam aging. Yeah. And it, and it's interesting too, you know, I do this, I've done this show. This is, we, we're hitting 16 years this month. And, um, I, I don't know how often a few, a few times over the years, uh, I have, you know, specifically readdressed what I do myself based on an episode of Vitality Radio that I that I host. And the last time I talked to you, Jim, um, I doubled my dose of aged garlic extract. Awesome. I've been using Kyolic for, I don't even know how long I've been using it, probably since I was 15 years old or something like that. Right. Um, and for years, I was taking 600 milligrams a day. And then I was taking 1,200 milligrams a day, probably from about the time I was 40, 45 years old. I'm 51 now. And last time I talked to you, I thought, okay, why am I why am I not just jumping on this bandwagon all in? And now I take twelve hundred in the morning and twelve hundred in the evening. I've been doing that ever since I talked to you last. I'm not dead yet, so that's good, <laughs> right? <laughs> but exactly. I also just <laughs> had a full set of labs from my naturopathic <clears throat> doctor. He looked at everything, and uh, A1C looks really good. And, and better than it did last time, interestingly enough. So maybe that's part of the, the change there. The and, going up. Yep. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, my lipid numbers have always been fantastic. So no change there that no change needed, I guess. Blood pressure's never been a problem. But um, that was an interesting one to me. And then when he did a he did a a couple of different tests to look at insulin issues. And uh, I thought maybe I had a little bit of uh, issue there. He said that looks fantastic as well. Uh, And so it's hard to say what we can specifically relate to that. I do a lot of other things, but the A1C thing was interesting to me because there weren't really probably a lot of changes that I'd made other than that one. And uh, there was about, uh, boy, I might not be right on this, maybe a year and a half in between blood tests or something like that, and probably close to a year of doubling my chiolic intake uh, during that time, the aged garlic. And uh, yeah, the A1C number dropped about uh, three, well, 0.3. That's a lot. On the scale. Yeah, which is a significant improvement. I was thrilled because it's also, not only is it a blood sugar thing, but it's an inflammatory marker, right? Absolutely. And we want to keep that inflammation down. So I want to thank you personally for educating me on this. More often than not, when I do a show, I know a lot of the answers that are going to come out of many of the guest mouths because I've done a lot of research myself. Right. I'm always looking for new little morsels of of, uh, of great stuff, and I usually come away with some. But frankly, you kind of blew my mind last time with all the stuff that you told me. Uh, I told Joe, who, who arranged this, uh, that I got to have this guy on again. It was great. I loved this show. So I'm glad you're here again. I think we hit on a bunch of new stuff. For those of you listening, if you didn't hear the first episode, I think it'll pair really beautifully with this one. Listen to both of them. Um, Know that while I have uh, literally close to 5,000 products that I can potentially use in my store, that uh, one that I have used religiously for 35 plus years probably now is the Kyolic Aged Garlic. I am a huge, huge believer in it. I highly recommend it for you because I am confident that you will see benefits in prevented, in the prevention of cognitive decline, prevention of cardiovascular issues, prevention of blood sugar issues, and the list goes on and on and on. So, Dr. Laval, I sure appreciate your time and your expertise. Oh, it's great. Yeah, enjoyed it thoroughly. All right, and we are going to let you go because we have run up against our, our clock, but uh, I could talk to you about this for another 12 hours, so I'll have to have you on one more time Sounds down the road. Thank you so much, and for those of you <clears throat> listening, uh, remember that uh, if you have questions, you can call us 801-292-6662. You can also jump on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. We'll have links to uh, some of the, the blood tests that uh, Dr. Laval specifically, or not links, but information in the show description so that you can know what to ask for. Uh, we'll also have links to the various products that we've discussed as well in the show description. Thank you so much for listening to Vitality Radio. It means the world to me that you'll take time out of your day, even if you're driving the kids to soccer or whatever it is that you're doing. I appreciate it very much. And if we can be of assistance, we would love to do so at Vitality Nutrition. Thank you for listening to me and for Dr. Laval on Vitality Radio today. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young 
Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.